Entrepreneur Circle is an on-air brands production and a proud member of the On-Air Brands Network. Hi, this is Robert Kiyosaki. And you're listening to Entrepreneur Circle. Eric Cabral. On this episode. We did some research and we found that Fortune 500 CEOs sleep an average of four hours a night. When you have that lesser amount of sleep, you're 50% more likely to have stroke. You're 200% more likely to get cancer. And we started talking about these things that were very real for a Fortune 500 CEO. So we started talking like a strategist. We talked about what was of interest to them. And then as we educated them, bringing them to the buying now category. Hey there, folks. What you're about to listen to was actually two interviews that I had with Amanda Holmes on two separate occasions. The first one is an interview that I did on the PodMax stage during one of our events. And then the second interview is actually a one-on-one intimate conversation that we had actually while I was in Florida. So that's a great conversation. That actually happened first, but here you're going to experience the keynote where we go deep diving into who she is. And let me give you a little primer on who Amanda is. She's the CEO of Chet Homes International, who picked up the mantle and responsibility of running a massive brand and organization after her father ultimately and untimely passed away in 2012. So for those who don't know who Chet Holmes is, he's the creator of the Red Bible, the ultimate sales machine, voted top 10 most recommended recommended marketing and sales book of all time and also the creator of the Dream 100. But when Amanda was only 24, she was given the task of managing hundreds of employees, all of which were mostly twice her age. So no pressure there. So Amanda and I get into it um, on both of these conversations. I hope you enjoy it. Let's go. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to another episode of the Entrepreneur Circle. My goal is to inspire you by chatting with entrepreneurs about their successes, their failures in life and in business. I am your most humbled host, Eric Cabral, a real estate investor, a creative, and I've been in the creative industry for over 20 years. Got my start in New York City as a junior art director, made my way to the top of the corporate ladder and realized there was the proverbial glass ceiling. So I hung up my corporate hat and started my own creative agency called On Air Brands, where we broadcast your brand and your message using podcasts and social media marketing, along with the help of my other company, PodMax, which hosts live and virtual events for top performing entrepreneurs to get them on podcasts and to learn from our keynote speakers and our massive network. So to learn more about that event, hit up podmax.co and sign up for the next event. They're happening each and every month. So as always, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast with two to three of your friends to continue growing our community and to help others grow from the knowledge shared here and learned here on this podcast. And before we jump into the show, I'd like to share some of what our sponsors, partners, and good friends have to offer you. Are you ready to invest in real estate but don't have the time or enough education to do it by yourself? 
Accountable Equity helps accredited investors who are looking for tax-advantaged investments. So anyone looking for a team of professionals who hold themselves accountable with theirs and your real estate investments, Accountable Equity is your boots-on-the-ground team. Their mission is to bring private offerings to their investors and their clients. With a team of committed and experienced investors themselves, Accountable Equity is always looking for partners to participate in alternative investments which extend beyond publicly traded equities like stocks. Accountable Equity makes alternative passive cash flow possible for more people than ever before in our economy. To find out more, visit AccountableEquity.com. That's AccountableEquity.com. Or look for them on LinkedIn or Facebook. That's AccountableEquity.com or Accountable Equity. That's Accountable Equity, your partner for true passive real estate investments. All right, let's uh, let's hop to it. Yep, for those to in the room, you're in for a treat. Um, I've I've really am blessed, Amanda, to know you and to be texting you last night. I'm like geeking out. I'm like, oh, we're texting and we're talking about cool things, and um, you know, and 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 we had an opportunity to to really uh, spend time together on other shows that um, I, I interviewed on. Yeah, Josh, so I see Josh. Fun. Josh is yeah. here. And thank you for my brother from another mother who yeah. is responsible. The other Josh, yes, McCallan, yeah. For for us connecting and, and getting on capital hacking, but yeah, thanks uh, thanks to Josh and 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 all the wonderful things he does. So, folks, I want you to get to know Amanda as well as I do, and eventually better because she is absolutely an amazing human being. Uh, but let me get into the the sort of primer of her, which Amanda is the CEO of Chet Homes International, and she picked up the mantle and the responsibility of running that massive brand and organization uh, after her father's untimely passing in 2012. And for those who don't know who Chet Holmes is, he's 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 the godfather. He is the creator of what the industry calls the Red Bible, which is the ultimate sales machine. Which I have my physical copy right here, and um, it's 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 really changed a lot of our lives. It's changed changed everyone's life um, who are in sales and who who is in uh, currently in business uh, because it's it's just it's, it's it's just a powerhouse because it's voted and I'll tell you why it's been voted the top ten most recommended marketing and sales book of all time of all time. And it's, it's, yeah, I highly recommend reading it, but uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks, Josh. We got to, can we fix the the screen here? I'm not, I don't see Amanda on my screen. Yeah. Maybe I need you on uh, Ashley, but yeah. Anyway. So, um, so when Ash, when, when Amanda was uh, 24, hold on. Yeah. Let me try to fix my screen here. Oh, no, no. If, if you want to go to. Um, Sorry. Gallery mode, yes. I'm in speaker. Yeah. But I, I'd like to have Amanda on my screen. Do we have a drummer in the room too? We do. We do. There is a drummer in the room and I love, love okay, I'm going to pin you. I'm going to pin you. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So, so I, I wanted to get back to you. I got a little thrown off there. Thank you, brother. So when, when you were only 24, she, you know, she was given the task of managing hundreds, hundreds of employees, all of which were mostly twice her age. So, so no pressure there. Right, Amanda? Um, but yeah, thanks. Not thanks at for, all. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, thanks. Thanks for being here. Seriously. Oh, it's such a pleasure. I'm looking forward to interacting with everyone. Yeah. Uh, and before we jump right into uh, your story and everything that you do and everything you've done, uh, I, I want to quickly talk about transition 
and and reinventing yourself uh, because I I had to reinvent and transition and pivot throughout my life and my career 20 plus years in corporate America you know living that cube life you know getting very comfortable uh, in that lifestyle for for decades and we all know or hopefully know that saying you're the three most addictive things in life is is number one heroin two carbs and three a monthly salary and that was my life until i decided to just rip the band-aid off and say screw this i'm going to become i'm going to change my mindset i'm going to change my life i'm going to become a a, a real estate investor and then i'm going to become a business owner and an entrepreneur so i appreciate how difficult it can be uh, to make a transition in mindset, in, in, in spiritual, uh, you know, uh, practices and all the things it takes to become who, you know, you want to become. So can we talk about the transition that you had to make from a singer-songwriter into now running a massive corporation with all of these people that, like you mentioned earlier, can be very intimidating being in a room with? Yeah, very much so. Yeah. I mean, I had just come out of college. I had released my fourth record. The only business I'd ever run was touring. Although I did make it profitable, which 65% of businesses aren't profitable and especially in the touring industry. So um, that was pretty much the only thing I had done when I then um, lost my father, which I was very close with my father. Uh, so to lose him and have the grief of that, only days later being held, handed a PL where I didn't even know what half of the companies were. So normally, I guess maybe somebody would like smile at the amount of money, but instead I cried at the responsibility and, and how, you know, I, I, I wanted nothing to do with it all. And uh, so many people and their livelihood was at stake. So uh, yeah, that transition was, was rather difficult, but here I am eight years later, pretty, yeah. <laughs> quite a, quite a feat. Can, can you talk a little bit though about what it took like, and, 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 and what it continues to take as, as you evolved, right. You know, you know, spiritual practices, you know, knowing that, you know, what I put into my body, not just, you know, in my mouth, but in my mind, like all of that came into play as you had to sort of evolve, right. In order to take on this massive task? Well, I'm very grateful. I had a teacher. Uh, I study under an Indian saint. Her formal title is Sarvalokama, Her Holiness, Sri 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 1008 Guruji Punamji. And uh, at the time I met her, I was allergic to wheat. I had celiac disease. And she said that every disease is just a disease of your mind. So if you can release those things, you can be cured of anything. And so she actually cured me of celiac disease, which Western world doctors have no cure for. And that was my the start of my journey of understanding from her, something that she taught me that I found very, that I live my life by is this concept that we're actually made out of sound. So science has proven that this is actually just sound waves moving. And it if every thought we think becomes a vibration and it vibrates out through our electromagnetic field, then everything we eat, everything we think, everything we speak becomes this vibe. That's why they say, oh, you have such a great vibe. They're actually referring to your vibrational frequency, right? So if the object of life is to elevate your vibrational frequency, you want to do things that are positive. You want to think positively. You want to uh, remove the negative thoughts that may start to come together in your electromagnetic field 
and then get absorbed by the body and create disease. So there's so many things that I do thinking about vibration. Yeah. Whenever we talk, really? and, yeah. and we, often, we often go into sort of these deep sort of channels and we talk about spirituality and, and the practices of, um, can you talk about the vulnerability of that though? Because oftentimes, and I've only recently started to adopt daily meditational practices, um, but there are days when I miss or a couple of days, what happens to you when you go, because you're so busy, especially now everything you're building with the Dream 100 and all these courses that you're building and all these things that are happening at the same time, what happens when you go off track? How do you get back? What are some of the things that the tools that we can sort of maybe adopt that you're, you're using? Mm, okay. I got one. So, uh, I learned this from partially from some monks that I studied with in Japan and then also my guru. And when my father was battling for his life in the hospital every day, the doctors would come in and say, you're going to die. And he'd be like, don't use those scare tactics on me. Show me the proof and I will logically decide so. You know, he's like, I will take my health into my own hands. And uh, it was terrifying, absolutely terrifying. And so I would start to get panic attacks and I would, you know, practically be hyperventilating in front of the, in front of the doctors. So then I learned this breathing technique. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just imagine if it couldn't, if it didn't cost you a dime, it took two minutes and it cut your stress in half. Would that be something that you're interested in? I love that. Thank you for sharing that. It's 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 a it's a hidden secret that many don't talk about when you know people say, I try to meditate, but I can't push all the noise out. You know, I'm always thinking a hundred things at the same time. When you can get breathing down, that's the first step, right? I mean, it's something we do all the time and we take it for granted and we forget we do it in every single moment all the time well and then my second step i i have a guitar like within <laughs> oh, arm's reach i'm telling you because it's been so stressful that if i have five minutes between a call i will just play something lately wow. i've been doing this um uh because the so like the electromagnetic field right if you can use the sound of your own voice mm. to clear the negative vibrations you can do it yourself, right? And you can cleanse that away. So what could it be? Um, I used to do one all the time that was uh, just a positive affirmation, right? I'm happy. I love myself. My body's full of love and light. And if you repeat that for five minutes, I don't care how bad of a mood you're in, you have to start smiling because it's just so over the top wonderful. But I mean, like lately, I've been doing a lot of um, Sanskrit chants like, um, oh, I mean, that's that's wow. just my own stuff. I, I I love chance, but amazing. You mentioned the chat chance last time we spoke. Yeah, um, but I had no idea. Wow, that's that's magical. That's really good. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, hit up the chats. It's funny because people have uh, mentioned that in our events, the chat is like its own event. <laughs> so yeah, I feel free to put your emotions, your feelings, what you're what you're thinking in the chat as 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 Amanda and I uh, continue to jam. Uh, yeah, so. we're jamming. <laughs> I mean, I'm here for you. I'm not yeah. here to 
talk. I, I don't, I'm, I'm least interested in myself. I'm more interested oh. in what you want and what will provide yes. you value. So put I, them in there because. Th- yeah, I, I love this type of stuff. I, and I know there's, there's, there's a large majority of the room also who, who, who want business strategies and tips, and we can get into that too. Yeah. But I, I did want people to see the side of Amanda that I know and love, um, which, which is this, which is awesome. Uh, thank you for sharing that. So yeah, uh, let, let's, let's jump into the ultimate sales machine yeah. and, and how that all came to be and, and, and what happens now, you know, like when people come to you, so, so, you know, that main takeaway of people saying it's the red Bible, why, why do they say that? Why do they call it the red Bible? Uh, it's timeless. So there's a concept. My father always said, mastery isn't about doing 4,000 different things. It's about doing 12 things 4,000 times. So he, his background was a karate. So I don't know if you've ever seen the quote from Bruce Lee, you know, I fear, I don't fear a man that's done 4,000 different kicks or punches. I fear the man that's done one, that same punch 4,000 times or something, something to that effect. It's, he realized as he started working in business that there's so many shiny object syndrome, right? I try something, it didn't work. I go on to the next thing, but to truly get to mastery, anybody that's ever mastered something, you know that you have to do it over and over and over again until it's successful. So we have 12 ways that you can double your sales and each one is just a skill set to master. And that's, that stands the test of time. You know, my father taught uh, time management secrets of billionaires, which if you wanted me to give a real quick one, that yeah, one's please. really great. Um, yeah. Six sure. steps to increase your productivity by 500%. I tell you this last week, uh, I've been at like three hours of sleep a night. Uh, that's what I've been, you see, this is me on like fumes right now. And, uh, and to be able to get every moment accounted for, I've been doing these steps and it just dramatically changes my world. Um, so I don't know if you guys have pen and paper, but I love to make notes on pen and paper. So what I'll do is I'll do these steps on, on a paper so I can keep referring to it. But step number one, you'll want to, yeah, there we go. What's his name? Rob, Rob's got paper. Okay. So you do, uh, uh, yes. Oh, okay. And, uh, I hope I pronounced that right. Okay. Um, oh, and okay. Yeah. Todd. Okay. So there's some more, the last interview I was just on right before I got here, he made fun of me, called it archaic. I'm like, Stone Age. Okay, it's not a Stone Age. It's just a yellow pad. Get okay. <laughs> you got to go back to the roots sometimes. Oh, it's so weird. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. So, okay. So step number one in your six steps to time management secrets of billionaires. Step number one is touch it once. Because studies show that you are actually waste an entire week in a year that you could have gone on vacation re reading information. How many times do you reread an email over and over again and go, oh, I will reply to that at some point. I'm not quite sure when. So touch it once. As soon as you read that email, your response could either be, okay, I need to put it into another folder while I reply to it later. Or you reply to them and say, I really have to think about that. Give me some time. Or, or one of my favorites, if it's one of your staff, if you have staff, Let's discuss this in our next meeting that's scheduled, you know, once a week on Tuesdays. Let's, let's talk about this then, right? So make sure that you take that action when you hit it. So the first step is touch it once. 
Okay. Step number two, list your top six things that you want to do. How many people write down their to-do list and they've written 20 different things so that they can feel so good when they check off that, that list, but then you don't get done what needs to get done, right? So what are those top six? And then step number three, this is where it really gets good. So you want to start saying, okay, how much time will it take me to do each step? So it could take 15 minutes, it could take two hours, it could take 10 hours, whatever it may be. And then step number four is actually putting it into your, I'm sorry, step number four is prioritizing which ones are most important. And then step number five is putting it in. So, so imagine that once you've actually scheduled out your entire day with the six most important things you need to do, you'll start to realize, oh, I don't have time to do the priorities that are most important to me as soon as I filled it all out. So now I'm going to take my prioritized one and I'm going to put it at the front of my day so that I get that done. And it manages the expectation so that by the end of the day, you're going, wow, I got everything I needed done because I planned it out and I executed that the the satisfaction of that is so magnificent. I don't know about you guys, but for me, I have all of these things to do. And if I don't do that list, five hours have gone by and the three most important things are still sitting on my list. And I'm going, ah, I'll get them. I'll get them next time. I'll get them tomorrow. So this helps you to map it out so that you're very clear. And then you do do a better job of prioritizing what's most important. And uh, step number six, meaning... Is it okay to throw this away? We're such hoarders. We don't let go of things. Just, is it okay to throw it away? That's the sixth step. But what's what's really important here is, and my father created this working for billionaire Charlie Munger, co-chairman of Berkshire Hathaway. So he doubled the sales of Charlie's nine divisions all within 12 to 15 months and several doubled multiple years consecutively. And he's working his butt off and he can't keep up. So he looks at Charlie and he realizes there's some things that he does to manage his time. And the only difference, they have the same 24 hours in a day, right? The only difference is that the smarter he became about time management. So one of our core competencies for doubling sales is, can you become masterful at your time? Can you manage it like a machine? Because that's one of the biggest places where everybody messes up is their time, especially, holy cow, with social media that just completely ruins everything. And this thing called a phone, it's like the plague of time management. <laughs> especially Clubhouse. <laughs> Don't get me started. Oh. Yeah. <clears throat> Although I will be there later today for <laughs> com. I was half joking and testing you to see last night. I was like, get off Clubhouse. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm not on Clubhouse. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, uh, that's a time burden. But you will time find me there this weekend. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll look for you. But you're, you're, you're so right. I mean, all of those things are gold. Um, I, I love the, the um, you know, will this hurt me to throw it away? You know, because uh, in the book, it says 80% of all files that um, are, are kept. Yeah. It's right. You never refer to it again. It, it's yeah. just, this is garbage. And I think that goes for not just digital, but like physical things in the house, right? I could just, you know, we left our house for a month, uh, went to Florida. Uh, we're in Jersey, but we were in Florida. And I was like, you know what, honey? So my wife, if we never went back, I don't think I need anything there. Maybe photos. Mm -hmm. That's it just photographs. Uh, but yeah, you, we forget, like we, we get emotionally attached to, to things. Um, and yeah, 
But that's all great stuff. I, I love the six steps to, to time management. Um, I hope I hope somebody captured it all and, and put it in there. But um, yeah, so I know you're working on the 2.0 of the ultimate sales machine, right? It's it's going to get a refresh. I'm sure it'll still say stay red. Um, you know, aside from um, oh my god, imagine if I turned it blue. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, that's funny. Yeah, but um, aside from changing some of the verbiage to 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 remove, like you know, you need to fax your clients, things like that. Right. Uh, what, what else are you doing to it? What 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 can we expect? Oh man, I've been working on it for two years, which feels like forever. Uh, my publisher Penguin is like, when is it coming? When is it coming? You know, but it, it took my father 50 years to write that book. So I think it's okay if it takes me a little bit longer. Um, well, I will. I just recently, just this last week on, on Monday, I interviewed Russell Brunson because he's been such a beautiful shepherd of our, of our methodology and dream 100 and carrying that on to the next generation. He's done such a lovely job. I will be putting some of that interview even in there about where dream 100 has like faltered. It's so interesting at the core, my whole, my father's whole point was how to gain business right? How it's called the fastest, least expensive way to double sales. And yet today people's like the biggest problem that I'm seeing in dream 100 is that someone will say, okay, I want to get the attention of my biggest, best buyer influencer, you name it. So I'm going to send them a really cool gift. Like I can't really take it. I have a money tree right behind this. Somebody sent me a money tree and it's very nice. I love plants. I'm a, I hug trees for fun and, <laughs> and they send me this plant and then I heard nothing from them. And I'm like, is there a point to this plant that you've sent me? They've forgotten that the whole point is to gain their business, to get an appointment, to, to get noticed amongst the clutter and then follow up and start a relationship. So there's all these little things that have been missed as time has gone on. You know, people are more important, care more about like, oh, I've succeeded in my dream 100. I sent Amanda a Yeti and now she's taking a picture with it on social media. I succeeded. It's like, Oh wait, that picture didn't pay your bills. So let's let's backtrack a little bit and figure out how you can make it pay your bills. Uh, so that's something that very recently I did that will be in the new edition. That's one thing. Yeah, I'm imagining there's going to be a ton of like social media strategies and yeah. how to implement right and, and update all the uh, sort of the things in the book that that reference things that may be somewhat uh, irrelevant or, but um, yeah, let's, let's jump into that though, the dream 100, right? So for anyone here who's never heard of it or has heard of it, Amanda's father was responsible for the creation of the dream 100 that like you said, Russell Brunson, a ton of, of, of people that we know and love have adopted it and uh, used it to build their business. So yeah, let's, let's talk about the dream 100 and, and, and where it came from. I'm curious, has anybody heard of the Dream 100 before? See a raise of hands. Oh, oh, yeah, Luis. Yeah, Lu I don't know how to say Luisa. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, Luis. Luis and okay. Luis. So, and have you guys heard of how it originally came from? Like from my father with Charlie Munger? Okay, we got one. Okay, cool. Okay, so if I tell that story, Luis. it will land to some, but not everybody. Okay, okay, great. Ellen, please tell it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yay. Sounds okay, great. Okay, Sounds great. Like a good story. Um, yeah. I'll also tell you that 
two weeks ago, I found a written story of my father telling the story of him working for billionaire Charlie Munger, co-chairman of Berkshire Hathaway. And his it's like a narrative story of him discovering the Dream 100. I can't believe I found this. It's like the long lost manuscript that uh, was never, you know, two weeks ago. So uh, this is so, this story is so fresh for me because he tells it from stage about how, you know, doubling sales and all these great things. But in this story, it tells, it shows all of his like uncomfortableness and how these people kept telling him that he was wrong, what he was doing. And it's not normal what you're doing, but he was just a superstar. You know, so he's like, but I think this is how it should go. So there's something to be said about just following your heart and feeling like, no, I feel like this is right. Even if everybody's telling you, no, I don't think so. <laughs> so anyways, so originally my father was given a list of 2000 different prospects and said, okay, go and cold call them. Good luck. And as he looked at that list. He said, well, that's a lot of people to cold call. Let me analyze this a bit. And once he analyzed it, he found out that 95% of the business was purchased by only 167 of them. So instead of going after 2000, he led an intensive Dream 100 effort to those 167. So it was, it was very, um, very, very focused. So at that time it was, okay, I'm going to send them a piece of lumpy mail that gets their attention, right? Something clever, something, um, that, that includes maybe like, oh man, it's without arm's reach, but like a, a magnifying glass that says, you know, read the fine print. Are you missing sales? Because you're, what you're doing is too small. You need to think bigger, right? You know, clever little things like that, that just get their attention. Right. And then followed up next week with a phone call, you know, Hey, did you get my, my box that I sent you just calling to have a conversation? Right. And then nothing. Uh, but this continued week after week after week, for five, for four months, they didn't get not one client. So the, the staff started to talk, you know, hey, this great sales guy came in here and he hasn't closed one piece of business yet, but they were going after the biggest in the industry, right? In the fifth month, my father closed to Xerox. It was a 28 page spread. It was one of the biggest deals that industry had ever seen. And then subsequently after that, for the next six months, they closed 28 more and they not only double sales, but they went from like 19th in the market to number one overnight. And it didn't even make sense. It was a newspaper. Their circulation was like a quarter of what everyone else's was. But my father was just so genius about being in their face, in their place, in their space, everywhere they turned. They went from, I've never heard of American lawyer. It was an American lawyer or California lawyer, sorry, California lawyer. I've never heard of them too. Well, I think I've heard of them too. Oh yes, I know of them too. We're working together. That is the journey of a dream 100. Who is that one client that could completely change your world, right? And how would you like to have 29 more of them, right? So it's, it's something that we've then institutionalized and taught people over the last 30 years. And there's so many great stories. I mean, Russell Brunson's a fantastic one, right? Zero to a hundred million in four years. Yeah, can you tell us a little bit? I mean, there's a there's tons of fans of Russell here. Can you can you tell us share a little bit of how he did or what he implemented? Yeah. Oh man, there's so many. 
<laughs> There's so many good things. I, <laughs> I just interviewed him and Dave Woodward this week. Uh, yeah, I decided that I would do this whole Facebook Live thing every single day for the 10 days of my launch of the Dream 100 course. Yeah. And so on Friday, I reached out to him and he said yes for the interview on Monday. And so did Dave. So I'm just really fresh on all of that information. Um, can you direct me a little bit more uh, detailed so I can hone in? Oh, oh, Russell's story? Yeah, because I don't know his story as much as I yeah. know. Like, I mean, we had a high-end real estate company out of Dubai go from zero to a hundred to a six hundred million in twelve months. We had a startup that was pre-revenue that went from zero to sixty-four million. He closed a sixty-four million dollar contract in mm. five weeks. Five weeks, crazy. I mean, I those stories I know really well. Russell's I don't know as yeah. yeah. Much. Tell us I just those. recently interviewed him, so yeah. Tell, tell us, and I know you're fresh off three hours of sleep. So tell yeah. Tell <laughs> us about the uh, the Dubai guy. Uh, it was a woman. Yeah. A woman. I this I said that because it rhymed. By the way. Oh well, that <laughs> that does rhyme. Yes. <laughs> Um, and, and any questions you have too, you guys, please put them in the chat box. I'm just curious. Um, someone's saying that they sent Russell Brunson a car bumper. That's hysterical. But my question is, did you follow up with him afterwards? Mm. Did you get an appointment after you sent him a car bumper? Um, it's, it's critical. Yeah. Uh, okay. The crucial thing about what all of these success stories, the, the, the key factor here is that we really teach being a strategist versus a tactician. And I'm gonna really wanna land this home because a tactician is somebody that cares about a sale. All they want is I'm gonna reach out to you to win the deal. What a strategist, a strategist will slaughter the tactician every time. A strategist cares about building a relationship. They care about having a fantastic reputation. They want to be experts in their field, in the industry. They want to know market trends. They want to build a relationship that will last forever. They care about getting referrals that will never leave. They want to create raving fans that walk around like billboards for their products. So when you have the understanding that you become a strategist, every tactic that you do becomes nine times more effective because you're actually thinking about a much bigger picture. And that's what Zaya did. So, so initially they were going out selling high-end real estate. Their clientele was Fortune 500 CEOs and they uh, were talking about granite and lighting and this million dollar condo on the beach will be exactly what you want, right? All they were talking about was themselves. And if you've read my father's book, you know that that will only reach 3% of the people that you're reaching out to. Only 3% of the buying pyramid is interested in you, your product or service. Otherwise, 90% of them are not thinking about it, think that they're not interested or definitely not interested. So when you think about your messaging that you're reaching out to your prospects, what is something that will educate them that will bring them from, oh, I don't care at all what you're talking about and bring them up that buying uh, pyramid to the buying now category. So for them, they started, they, we did some research and we found that fortune 500 CEOs sleep an average of four hours a night. Um, 
which looks terrible because I have like barely slept, but, <laughs> but, re but research shows that when you have that lesser amount of sleep, you're 50% more likely to have stroke. You're 200% more likely to get cancer. And we started talking about these things that were very real for a fortune 500 CEO, right? They they're very worried about their health. It's something that keeps them up at night. It didn't keep them up at night, the granite in their high-end condos, right? So we started talking like a strategist. We talked about what was of interest to them. And then as we educated them, bringing them to the buying now category, it was, I mean, I could go really deep into that, but that's, that's the basic premise of it. Yeah. It's, it's funny. The first time I, I heard of it was um, I, I received something in the mail. It was lumpy. And, um, and when I opened it, it was a, it was a pair of socks with my face all over it. Yes, A thousand, a thousand faces. And I, I texted my friend, uh, Josh McCallan knows at MC lobster, the cash flow ninja. Um, and, oh, you were on his show, Amanda. And he yeah. goes, you, you just received a dream 100, my friend. I was like, what are you talking about? And he explained to me, like I was on this guy's list of someone that he wanted to work with. And that's what introduced me to the whole concept. And I'm like, oh my goodness, how powerful is this? Um, so let's let's talk about how the power of the Dream 100 can be implemented strategically by helping everyone in this room with the Dream 100 course that you yeah. just I, I have a quick question for you, though. Do yeah. you ever wear those socks? I don't. <laughs> See, I this don't. is what I wondered they too. I, I got the socks too. And I'm like, it just feels like I've put them on a couple of times. I'm like, this will be funny. And I'm like, I don't think so. I, I think, think I, I took a picture next to it. That was it. Yes. That's what I did too. How yeah. funny. Yeah. 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 They, got, yeah. they got the social media credit from me. I did post on social, but they didn't, yes. they didn't work with me. Right. So what are some of the cool lumpy emails you received? What are ones that, that weren't, you know, like the Rubik's cube or the, the yeah. glass? Yeah. Um, well, I never forgot the first dream 100 I ever got was actually from Russell sending over a little Ferrari keychain saying, Hey, I'll give you my Ferrari. If you win my affiliate contest, that was pretty cool. That was when I first started out and I'd never gotten anything. Yes. I see all of these. Yes. <laughs> and I'm seeing these contents too. I love all these testimonials. I want to take them. I keep wanting to take pictures of them yeah. because they're so good. What you guys are saying in the chat. The key is the key is so cool and it, and it follows the rules, right? It has to be something inexpensive. Can you expand on that? Like it needs to be inexpensive and not something that's like a bribe. Yeah. I, I, I find that interesting because some people have gone against this now, right? And said, no, you should get something expensive. And even this gentleman that got me a wonderful, um, got me this tree thing, this money tree. And he also got me this pen. And I'm like, I do feel uncomfortable because now I feel like you're bribing me. It's not supposed to be about bribery. It's supposed to clear the clutter to get your attention. So for instance, um, I'll tell you guys a little secret that just happened this week. So after I talked to Russell on Monday, I told him about this manuscript that my father had written that I just recently found that told the internal story and dialogue of my father inventing the dream 100. And he was really interested in it. So I printed that book or the manuscript. It's just a word doc that I have. I printed it onto a paper bound uh, book, a service that did it for me. And they're FedExing it to him today. Actually, I have to reach out to him. And, and the first page has a letter from me talking to Russell. 
you know, like, Hey, this is because of everything you've done. I want to give you an insider scoop. You know, nobody will ever read this raw version of it. Cause I will have an editor go through it, but because you're such a fan, you know, and I know he's going to totally geek out on that. Right. I only printed one copy for him. Wow. So, so the question there's two different ways. The whole, you have to remember the point. The point is to get their attention, to set yourself apart from all of the clutter. They've maybe gotten 80 emails that talk about the same thing that you offer, but what do you do that makes a distinction? And also, can you do it in a way that's clever, right? Clever. Like, like, like I said, that magnifying glass, it's not very expensive, right? But in the copy, it tied it in with the copy. So it made it interesting and intriguing. And you want them to say, oh, that was clever. I don't care how much it is. I'd rather you not bribe them because then that's just awkward, you know? Be clever. Whatever you can do to be clever. I, I heard this one of this woman, she sent a shoe in the mail and said, I'm just trying to get my foot in the door. <laughs> Funny, right? You want their reaction to go, yeah. Oh, that was clever. Right. Right. And that's a key to the strategy, right? It has to be some quick, clever saying in the note that ties into like with the Rubik's cube, you know, puzzled at how to take your business to the next level through marketing. Like there's always going to be some clever sort of uh, callback to that actual item. So I, you know, I think because uh, the, the community here is asking for it, Amanda, let's, let's, let's answer a few questions and then, um, you know, tell them what, 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 yes. we, what we can I love the questions. Them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, Michael, we have Mike, uh, Michael Woodward has a question. Yeah, let's let's open up your mic, Mike. Yeah, you know I I don't know much about your dad or you, but I'm curious. You seem like you're on such a different trajectory. When your dad passed, why did you decide to come in and be a part of what he was doing to run it to to take on that mantle of where he was going? Oh. That's a good question. Um, it was very difficult. I, like I said, I wanted nothing to do with it. And there were a lot, a lot of problems. I mean, we were running on a DOS modem in 2012. I know, Pratiti, thank you. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was built in the 80s, just from that to operations problems, problems with all of the staff. So it, I really didn't want to, but it was one, my mentor, my spiritual teacher, Guruji, and get this, this is a spiritual teacher, right? She has no earthly possessions that care to her. She is just, you know, this enlightened being. And she said, you can't let this go. This is such a beautiful gift that your father has worked so long on and you can make this change. You know, she saw it in me that I could. And she said, I believe in you make this, make this happen. You can do this. So it was that. And then I would also have to say that actually meeting our clients, there's so many people that we've changed their world with what we've taught, you know, um, that, that really was a huge turning point for me too. It's, it's interesting because, you know, knowing what I know of you becoming a singer songwriter and having that passion, you know, and I'm glad to see you're still, you know, practicing and doing, you know, fulfilling that passion of yours. I wonder if, did you ever ask the question, can I impact more lives with my music or taking over this business? Did that ever occur? Um, I think that 
when my father had gotten ill, I had gotten to the point where I was making my living as a musician and man, that is one difficult place to be, you know, to make a living doing that is, is you really have to, for me, I was losing the love of what music was about. Um, when it started to become consumer driven, you know, what do the people want to hear versus what do I want to play? I kind of, I, I had stopped. So I, I'm okay with how that went, but it doesn't mean that in the new edition of the ultimate sales machine that I might not mention a song that I wrote while climbing Kilimanjaro, that could be a single that I will try to go number one while this goes number one. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Well, that would we'll be get, cool. Yeah. We'll, we'll help that. We'll, we'll, we'll make that happen <laughs> <Thank> together. <you. laughs> Shelly's like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Who else? Who else can we highlight here, Josh? That um, questions, Kathy? Yeah, let's do it, Kathy. Open your mic up. Hi there. Hi, Amanda. We've been communicating. So good to hear you. Wow, wow. On behalf of everybody, right? Wow. Um, quick question: How do you incorporate your daily spiritual practices and wisdom that you've really gained into the business? the clients, the strategy, there's such an amazing opportunity to really integrate the two and probably have them both affect one another. I'd love to just sort of hear how you make that a daily practice. Yeah. It sounds like it's really impactful. Yeah. Um, some of the key things I do is I really make sure that food, I eat healthy food. That's important. And lately I have had all of about 10 minutes to do anything healthy. So I do a lot with crock pots. I'll do something where I'll cook a chickpeas overnight. You know, I'll soak them Love the that. first day because I don't want to eat them out of a can. I'll soak them for a day. Then I'll cook them overnight. And every person that eats my chickpeas, they're like, this is amazing. I'm like, probably because <laughs> you've only eaten canned chickpeas for your whole life. That's so awesome. I'd like that recipe. <laughs> Yeah, I have okay, I'll tell it to you. If you're doing a cup of chickpeas, you want to do one spoon of salt and one spoon of turmeric and a spoon of ginger and voila, that wow. thing will come out and you want to put, you Insane. know, maybe like five cups of water. That thing will come out amazing and you can serve it to everybody and they'll be like, this is amazing. Wow. Okay. Love that. Tip of the day. Oh, thank you. I'm glad. <laughs> but do, yeah. What else? Just quickly, if you can share anything else. Yeah, and, and that we all need to learn how to integrate the two in our worlds. It's not an either or anymore for any of and, us. Right. Well, that's like a rinse and repeat too. So I do it with black beans. I do it with chickpeas. I do it with black chickpeas. I do it with mung dal. I do it with, um, you know, split peas. So that can just be recreated every day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a crock pot queen. I love it. I, love um, uh, I think it's also so crucial right before you go to bed. What energy are you in right before you go to bed? Because you're the alpha, the, the waves in your brain are going from alpha, which is much faster to beta, right? They're starting to slow down. So they're more receptive. Mm -hmm. So what energy are you going to sleep in? Meditating before bed is great. Journaling before bed is great. Setting your intentions before bed. This just happened to me last night. That's why it's so fresh. I mean, there were only a few hours that really happened there, but, but, but I set out, I did my six time management secrets of billionaires. Right. And it's right there. You can see yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. They're all, they're all there. And when I woke up, I knew that I would only have a very short amount of time to write an email to my list for today. And 
I woke up, I literally could still not really see out of my eyes because they were hurting me. And I was typing out this, this email that's probably like one of the best emails I've ever written. It went out today. I, I don't know, but it came from while I'm sleeping, there's so much that happens in our brains while we're sleeping. If you go to sleep in a bad mood, I guarantee you that for hours, the next day, you will be trying to recoup from that bad mood. If you go to sleep in a positive place, it will make you jump out of bed, right? It's it's that that time for me, like I love to read, I read the Gita. I'm, I'm, I'm Indian. If you saw me under my white skin, I'm adopted. Indian. So, so I love to read the Gita before I go to bed. That's that falling asleep in, in my book is like, Oh, that's the best thing because I want to be in the best energy possible. And if I'm in a bad mood, I'll go take a shower, just cleanse it all away. You know, okay. I'm going to clear myself. I'm going to be intentional. That's another good tip that I got. That's amazing. I think that's incredible. That practice of I look at my calendar right before I go to sleep for tomorrow and I go to sleep thinking about what I'm going to create the next day. And I wake yes. up just so ready to take on that day from the second I'm barely awake, I'm done. I'm out, I'm on, I'm on it. Yeah. So I love love that. Thank you for sharing. Thanks, Thanks Amanda. Kathy. Looking forward to more. Yes. Thank you for your question, Kathy. Uh, be, I appreciate you. We uh, Before we part, Amanda, because um, I know you have to run, that I want to talk about the Dream 100 and uh, what, what you've created as far as your your coaching campaign that you've recently released. Yeah, if everyone would go to the dream100.com, I tell you, this has been my labor of love. Like when I first saw the video that's on the homepage, I legitimately cried. It, I mean, it's silly, but it's my life. Like that that video really meant a lot to me. And um, and my cousin wrote the score. If you listen to the com composition behind this video, my 19 year old cousin that is about to be the next Hans Zimmer wrote it. So it's, it's <laughs> there's just something to it that's just magical. But I've put together, and this was, this was really, it came from Clubhouse. It came from coming into all these rooms, right? And hearing what everybody wanted and hearing how people were going wrong with deploying these strategies to land your biggest clients. How do you land those great big clients where they could completely change your world? So I've put in, I've taken what my father taught, that's part of it. And then I've added in different strategies and tactics like how to get, how to convert seven times more prospects using social selling. If you're not there, you're missing it. And yet it's such a time waster. How do you save the time and do it intentionally? Um, I, I cover in there how to generate leads for free using affiliates. I cover how to get in front of 1.27 million people without spending a dime on advertising. I cover how to automate your sales process um, so that you are gaining more of your prospects online so that when your salespeople get them, they're already in the groove, in the flow, they're clients and they're excited. Um, yeah, I, I've put in templates for scripts, for sales scripts. I've put in templates for emails. We have, we've done a bunch of Excel sheets that can help you map out your campaign. Um, calculators for calculating ROI. I mean, I've, I've really tried to put everything that you would need step-by-step on how to win your biggest clients. So the next 12 months can be the best in the history of your company. Mm -hmm. I've seen it time and time again. We have client after client. You can see the success stories on that page, the dream100.com. But uh, yeah, and we're doing it special because between now and Monday, we'll have that live at a discounted rate and then it'll 
it'll double after that. But I just want to get some people in. I want them to start feeling it. We'll do a Facebook. We have a little Facebook group that's starting because I want the feedback. I want to hear what's going on with you so I can adjust it and make it even better. So that's that's the Dream 100. Thank you for putting that together. And I do want to share with our community here uh, what you and I were discussing earlier today is that for anyone who buys a ticket to PodMax for uh, April 16th and buys the Elite ticket... We'll get this. We'll buy this for you. And uh, yeah, and then come in with us. We're, we'll be there. Uh, we'll be, you know, participating and, and joining that Facebook group and implementing all these strategies so that we can discuss it within our community at PodMax. And uh, yeah, let's let's just grow and build and do this all together. But thank you for allowing us to, to pick your brain, to hear your story, and to now participate with your company and your business at Chet Homes International. Uh, we love, appreciate, and adore you. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Entire <laughs> community, we appreciate you. Oh, I've loved this. I love seeing everyone's faces too. All the snaps, yes. Because um, yeah. normally, I lately I've been doing these Facebook lives every day. That's what I have to hop off to, and I'll be doing them Saturday, Sunday, and Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific. Um, but I don't get to see people's faces. I just see them comment. So this right. is a million times better. So I love better talking better. with you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much better than Clubhouse. <laughs> Larry would argue. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You're uh, just we, dogging yeah. on the compound. <laughs> it's taken so too much of my time. I it's, know. It's, so it's a love-hate. It it's a love-hate. It, it is a love-hate, but yeah. Thank you. We we appreciate you. Thank you for bringing your energy, even though you're 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 on fumes, you said. But, and can Ashley send me some of those comments that are in there? I like want to take them. Yeah, we, we have all of it. We have yep. all of it. Okay. We'll send okay. you. Yeah, I'll send it your way. Oh, you're so good to me. Thank you. You're, you're Thank you so much, everybody. And, and be on the lookout. I sent you a pair of socks. Just one, not a pair. It's just, it's just one sock. <laughs> you figure out what to do. Maybe it's a Christmas stocking or something. Who knows? <laughs> you're so funny. But love you. Appreciate Thank you, you, Eric. Hey, folks. I hope you enjoyed that conversation on our Pod Max stage. Coming up next is another convo, one on one. Me and Amanda. Enjoy. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches and consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about PodMax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next PodMax event. Today, folks, you're in for a treat as I, because I have the CEO of the Ultimate Sales Machine, which I'm sure you've heard of it, was voted the top, yeah, it was voted the top 10 most recommended marketing and sales book of all time, not just any time, of all time. She's also a masterful keynote speaker, a singer-songwriter, a health advocate, please, Help me welcome to the stage, Amanda Holmes. Ah. 
I'm just, we, were doing that. we were doing it anyway. We were having fun. <laughs> I'm going with it. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. It's so wonderful to be here. Yes, yes. I, I'm just glad you said yes, because I had already interviewed you on uh, one show, Capital Hacking, and then I was like, Amanda, could you please do this with me again? And you so graciously said yes, so I'm honored. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. Yeah. So, Amanda, I I'm going to tee this up for you and we're going to we're going to we're going to play a little bit of rapid fire quick hits from the hip of okay. of the show. Okay? So, before we begin, um yeah, well, no. Let's let's save that for later. Um so, if stranded on a desert island, what is the number one book or album that you would need to have with you? Uh, Autobiography of a Yogi by Paramahansa Yogananda. Oh, whoa, whoa. That was a mouthful. Yeah, I've read that. What did you just say? <laughs> uh, Autobiography of a Yogi. It, it was actually the one book that Steve Jobs had at his funeral and gave to every person. And it was the only book on his iPhone that he read once a year. Really? I mean, it's it's sold, you know, millions of copies, but that that's kind of its claim to fame, in, at least in the entrepreneur world. Okay. Wow. I definitely missed that one. I'm going to have to check. Autobiography of Yogi. Of a Yogi. A Yogi. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Awesome. We'll have that in the show notes for everyone who wants to jump in it with me. Um, awesome. Awesome. Okay. This is, you, you can't get it. I know you picked book, but I also need to know what album you need to have with you. I, I would probably just say, so this really shows my, my, more my spiritual side. I'd probably say the, um, the Gayatri mantra. It's, it's a mantra. It's a, it's a mantra that's also in the format of an album. Uh, well, I mean, it, you can chant it for an hour and a half, so it could be. Uh, yeah. And I do very regularly chant it for hours on end. Um, it's, it's said to, by the Hindus, they say that it's the most powerful chant that you could ever chant. There's amazing stories about it, but yeah, it's so, in Sanskrit. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's my oh. favorite. Awesome. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to give me a link or something where I can hear this or hear you doing it. Uh, well, that's the cool awesome. thing about it is that um, Sanskrit has been proven to actually open up different nerve impulses in your brain. So mm. it said. So if I really want to get on point, like before I talked to you, I actually was chanting the Gayatri mantra for about ten minutes just to raise my intelligence to a higher level. That's usually why I why I do it to, um, yeah, connect okay. myself to a higher form of it intellect i love it i love it yeah. oh this is gonna be so good okay the guy three mantra awesome okay now this is gonna be a fun one and um it often can be fun or can or it can or it can be something weird but uh we'll see where it goes so dead or alive who would you be able to open hand smack in the face <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> that's terrible <laughs> Hey, it could be fun. You know, you, you ever seen the movie Jackass where these guys have fun and they, they, they play around and like the three stooges? <laughs> That's really funny. Um, I The first gut impulse comes up anybody that tries to mess with my brother. I'm mm. very protective over my brother. Little brother. So, little brother, yes. Love that. Have you been protecting him all his life in many yes. ways? But we're a good power team. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Is awesome. Is he on the team? 
The CHI team? The business yes. team? Mm-hmm. No. No, unfortunately. No, you always <laughs> try to recruit him. <laughs> I recruited him once for like a year, which was wonderful. And he broke great records and wrote one of our most successful campaigns of all time. He has that great storytelling capability. Oh, my goodness. But, uh, no, then he decided to become a software engineer. Wow. I'm what sure there's some software engineering that needs to be done over at Chet <laughs> Holmes yeah. International. Would be nice. Yeah, yeah. Well, keep trying. I'm sure it'll happen. All right. So uh what would okay, there's you can answer this in either one of two ways. What was your last meal that you just had? Or what would be your last meal? Oh, my last meal, my favorite food on the face of the planet is kitchery. Kitchen. For those that are Indian, they may be familiar. My, uh, I study under an Indian saint, um, my, uh, my spiritual mentor, and she had me eat it for six weeks straight, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and did this whole healing process to cure me of celiac disease. So she Whoa. rebuilt my stomach lining um, using that kitchery-specific uh, recipe along with other um, things to release the emotional baggage that had Wow. And it cured you of celiac disease. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. What are some of the ingredients? Um, it's kind of like a rice porridge. Mm-hmm. It's got, uh, you know, the all healthy turmeric. It's got lovely. Um, everybody that is freaked out about COVID, I just always tell them, hey, something that can help you boost your immune system every day is actually just eating a bit more garlic. Garlic mm. is a natural uh, antibiotic. Why not yeah. just add it into the things that you're eating? But that's, that's one of the ingredients. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna have to look into that. I'm learning so much so far, and we're only like a few questions in here. So this is awesome. Really random, but <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so okay. Oh, this go- this goes right in line with that question. So what was one of the strangest things you ever ate? <laughs> I guess um, in American culture, we we let go of food very easily. We waste food very easily. And in my studies of Eastern uh, methodologies and and with uh, the nonprofit of my guru, Divine Bliss International, they're very big about not wasting even a grain of rice. Wow. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So the weird thing that I would eat would be all of the strange things that that had kind of gone bad, but we were really dedicated to making sure that we wouldn't throw out food or waste food. So we'd, yeah, like moldy cheese. Oh man. Did you gain a tolerance for it? Like you wouldn't get sick from eating moldy cheese? (laughs) It wouldn't happen very often. Just very rarely, maybe like a strange cheese. That's where my head goes. Moldy cheeses. One of the other people at the center um, is European. So very used to moldy cheese. Yeah. yeah. It's a delicacy. Whereas I was just like, no, it's just bad cheese. Can't we just throw it out? Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious about that. I don't know why, where this, my, my head goes here. This is not part of the, uh, the list of questions I usually ask, but what I'm, I'm imagining you fast. Yeah. From time to time. What's the longest you've ever fast? I didn't eat food for 27 days once. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah. That was really intense. I don't recommend that. Wow. Especially if you decide to do an extended fast, I always recommend that you have some kind of supervision, like mm-hmm. a doctor, Yeah. because uh, people it's becoming more and more popular, which I love fasting. You know, for many years, I've eaten 
you know, I've fasted every Thursday or fasted every Tuesday or for three months during COVID, I only ate one meal a day. Mm. Um, lots of different kinds of fasts. Uh, you just have to be wary of yourself and listen to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Not something that you could just jump into and say, oh, I'm going to fast for 27 days. I mean, I'm sure you yeah. know, little by little you started, you yeah. know, it was a week and then you know, two weeks and then eventually, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm imagining you only drank water during that time. Yes. Wow. Can, can you share with me something that may have happened to you an aha moment or something that happened that was hopefully magical? <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll go full out here, Eric. Uh, I mean, when you, I just kept repeating to myself that, um, you know, I don't need physical things to sustain me. All I really need is prana. All I really need is this life force that flows through me. And that's what can sustain me. And if I connect more to that, then I'll be uh, just in this divine space. And I really started feeling that even so much so that I could like start picking up what people were thinking, like their mm. thoughts. And I would communicate with their thoughts thinking that they had spoken them out loud like I have one friend Tita <laughs> would start to say Amanda you're I didn't say that out loud you're talking to my thoughts again could you stop and I, it was no like, it was really oh, happening legit oh, on like a regular basis yeah oh my God. I mean it was a short period of time right three weeks but yeah but that was pretty wild and and some of the visions mm-hmm. you know you would have thought that i had done some kind of drug because the yeah. visions were very very vivid but very beautiful and um a lot of realizations about just how pure life is and what we really need to be happy like yeah. during that time i was also still a part of um doing things in kitchens making food for people, preparing it, serving it, and yet not eating it. Um, so the, the power of the mind and overcoming the body is something that I have worked very hard at, uh, to kind of attain this, this next level of consciousness, if you will. Yeah. Have you revisited a a long fast since then? How long ago was that? Oh, that was uh, two years ago. And like I said, this, uh, during COVID for about a three month period, I, I ate one meal a day, which yeah. was, you know, different, yeah. um, hard, <laughs> but, but very rewarding. You know, you yeah. just kind of get into this flow and, um, and start thinking in a completely different way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sort of with you because I, I do intermittent fasting, so I, I generally oh, okay. don't eat after six to 8 PM, you know, 8 PM is the complete cutoff. And then I don't eat again until late lunch the the following day. Um, but what I've noticed, and I'm sure you can relate to this, is I'm hyper-focused um, during that period the next day. And yeah. I don't look forward to eating, although I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> but I try to up, I try to front load my day with really heavy stuff like podcasting or an interview or, or just anything where I'm like, it needs maximum brain power. Because yes. I know once I eat, garbage my brain is in the in the gutter right because right i'm gonna go to sleep or eat you know i try to eat something that's not gonna put me to sleep but um you know what i mean it's like i don't look forward to eating because i'm not i'm gonna be a different person after that yes so i i've studied quite a bit of hinduistic traditions Mm. and twice a year they have this celebration during the change in 
in season. So when you get from, from summer into fall, and then when you get from winter into spring, uh, the whole body needs to recalibrate and, and really just refresh your mind. So they do this nine day fast where you eat only potatoes and spinach and a little sweet. It's called uh, Navratri. And that is my favorite time of year, those nine days. Because during those nine days, you realize how much effort we spend thinking about food. It's mm. absurd. Oh it's my absurd. God. It's so true. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And then when that just kind of goes away, you realize that you start thinking about things that are more important. Like I decided to start wearing white a couple years ago and I mostly just wear white because the thought it takes to figure out what I'm going to wear, I just don't really feel I need that time. You know, I'd yeah. rather use it something more productive. Yeah. So I try to eliminate as many things as possible that that spend time on things that I don't I don't put so much weight on. Yeah, yeah. Um that is that is the logic behind why Steve Jobs always wore black in jeans. Yeah. Right? And Obama. I know they yeah. they would always say Obama and Steve. Yeah. And and Zuckerberg. I think they wear the same thing. It's just a closet full of uh, <laughs> black t shirts and jeans. Uh yeah, no, no, no See, decisions need to be made. I would add to that I stopped wearing black. Try this. You can A B test this for a whole mm. entire week, wear only black. And then for the whole next week, wear white. You know, you can wear like white and some jeans or just all white and see if your energy level oh. increases or decreases. And I will bet you it increases if you wear white. Really? Yeah. Huh. Or any and, light color. Any yeah, light color. Any type of light color. Yeah. Yeah. I I tend to, especially with kids, little ones around, you know, when I'm wearing white, it's just forget it. There's blueberries on me, there's raspberries. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I, what I'm gonna, how am I going to get this out? I'm imagining maybe you went uh, with the shorter haircut too, because I, 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 like I told you, I went down the rabbit hole and your your old <laughs> videos and your old uh, song days. Um, did you cut the locks for low maintenance? I mean, it was a whole it. journey, but yeah, that was part of it of just letting it. go of the need to worry about it or plan yeah. it. Or it was also just based around the whole expectations of inheriting my father's company and mm. hundreds of staff and trying to figure out how to change the ship and make it for this new millennium. And my guru had actually suggested, why don't you let go of the expectations that you feel around everyone else and just take your own path, liberate that, that feeling that I need to be this way, or I need to look that way and just create your own. Yes. So I shaved my head and I, I, I've been without uh, hair for the last five years. I mean, this wow. is the longest I've had it. Yeah. Wow. I've been mostly bald for five years because wow. I feel so liberated mm. without hair. Yeah. Yeah. Plus you could pull it off, but yeah, <laughs> I, I get it. My dad used to applaud me. He would bring this up every once in a while. Hey, Eric, I remember when you went to college and you were really, really busy and stressed, you shaved your head. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah. I never really put much thought into it. But yeah, it was for low maintenance. Shower, get out. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about buying products or <laughs> if it's moving this way or that way today, which would always be frustrating. Why is my hair not cooperating today? You know, that yeah. whole silliness. But yeah, yeah, I totally get it. Um, okay. We'll get back to, you. I, I like, I, this is what I love about these, these questions because then we can go take it to other places. Um, so maybe I'll modify this one because I, uh, the old Amanda 1.0 versus the Amanda that's 5.0 now where 
what was the stage music that was playing over the loudspeakers from the old Amanda to the new? Like, what's the music on the loudspeakers when you're hitting the stage? Um, wow. I had written this song called Live or Die. And it was kind of this like rock anthem for women, like fight to what you have to do to achieve. And it was really intense. And uh, it was one of my favorites because I could just belt as loud as possible. Um, and I think uh, over time, I've come to be in more of a peaceful, loving place rather than uh, angry. I have to burn down buildings to get what I want. Um, so instead of the hustle, more in the grace. Um, so now I would say it's, you know, more of mantras that are uplifting and positive. And um, yeah, for years, I've only listened to a lot of mantra music because I just felt that, um, you know, music was my life. But the amount of lyrics that are just of no substance it's very hard for me to listen to that today I, I listen to a lot of classical if I'm going to turn on the radio because I just don't want to be involved I already have my own emotions that I'm managing mm. I don't want to listen to someone else's emotional baggage and then add that on top of mine I'd rather feel more liberated and and stimulate my brain rather than yeah yeah that's such a such a good take on that especially for those who were younger looking for their voice or looking for someone that they can relate or identify with. And then, um, potentially, like you said, going down dark paths with that artist. And then hopefully that artist eventually evolves in their life and then they, they sort of move with them on that journey. But, um, yeah, that's a good, that's a good take. Um, if able, or if you wanted to label, the chapter of what's the name of the chapter of this portion of your life? Well, I'm in the middle of writing the new edition of my father's book. So that thing, I mean, our clients call it the red Bible. It is like this holy scripture for sales and marketing and CEOs. Right. And, uh, I, I was given the opportunity by our publisher to add to it. And so I'm, we have 12 chapters. Each chapter is a core competency for doubling sales. And I made the 13th chapter, the most important competency, the one that if you aren't able to master, it is the one reason why our clients either succeed or fail because our, our methodologies have been proven time and time again, right? We've served a quarter of a million businesses worldwide. It's, it's, there's something that's working there, but the difference is if someone can actually implement it, I'm, stating that it's because they've they either lack or they're straight on point with their own mastery of themselves can they get out of their own way to implement what they know is already successful so um yeah this 13th chapter is when you ask for a metaphorical chapter i'm thinking well i'm in the midst of writing this chapter uh so i would say that mastery of self and you know when I just keep thinking about this lately about how like I, for a year and a half before my father passed, we were sitting in a hospital room together every third night 
pulling all-nighters because he had leukemia, so I'd be changing his bed and stuff, so we'd be up all night. I was around him for a lot of time, that year and a half, before he passed, and yet not one moment, not one hour was spent explaining to me what was happening in his business. He was still running all 12 companies from the hospital room in the cancer floor in LA, and then he passes, and I inherit this, and nobody thought that I would ever take it over, right? (laughs) And the amount of learning that I had to do as a 24-year-old singer-songwriter uh, is just absurd. The only way that I got through was what he had this, he had started this journey of really understanding himself and really getting into a flow with that right before he passed. And so I carried on that journey and learned a lot from my teacher, as you can see from my answers, they're all as if I grew up in India or something. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it was that study of myself and these crazy things like mastering food and mastering your mind and mastering your emotions and mastering sleep and mastering, you know, every thought that you think, uh, that really helped me get through an absolutely impossible situation. Mm, Yeah. I, I, I don't want it to get lost. You know, I'm thinking maybe this is how we can, we can, um, wind it down. Uh, but, but I do want to. I do want to highlight and appreciate right now the courage it took and the self-awareness that it took and the power and passion to do it uh, from you to, 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 to take the mantle, to, to answer the call, and to really realize that in order for me to accomplish this massive feet and to man and to meet anyone's expectations whatever those are even though we don't have control over it you you went within yourself and you're like i am going to be going to become the best possible person super human being that i could possibly be and control that each and every day through practice in meditation or yoga and self-mastery like you said um in order to be best and great for others i mean kudos to you and you know congratulations because that if anyone gets anything out of this episode is the key isn't it i i believe it's the it's the whole point of life yeah. is to really understand ourselves. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much money we've made, how successful we are. It's how we feel about ourselves, yeah. you know, hundred percent. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I knew when we spoke earlier, we got to go deeper. Um, and, and you were on our stage, uh, during that time and you were, you were on fire. You were, we were really talking a lot about business because, because that is a, is, is, is a heavy business show and it's got a lot of investors that listen, but this one, I like to, I like to, to go deep on this stuff. And, and, and that's why I, I thank you for, for coming here and, and sharing you, uh, really, because it's, it's, you're an inspiration and you're, you're doing things that are basically changing the world. And, and it's, it's important now more than ever, uh, that work. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, with that being said, I am going to wind this down and like I always say, uh, land this bird. Um, but what is the legacy of that you're leaving behind and what are you going to be? What are you a warrior of? 
Well, I've been grateful enough to carry on my father's legacy for this next generation so that people understand what it means to grow their dreams. And uh, I'm just grateful to be able to have the opportunity to add just that one drop of that 13th chapter, if you will, of, hey, and while you do it, why don't you just also work on being the best version of yourself? Yeah. So that's right. what I'm, I've been working on and I'm, and I'm grateful to have had the experiences that I've had and I look forward to what that could be in the future. Awesome. Awesome. The best way that people can reach you? Um, well, if anybody wants free resources, there's always chathomes.com, right? There's the free chapter, chapter four, um, which is all there. But I guess I'm on social media as well. Amanda Holmes. You can find me on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. I'm Amandita. That's Amandita Holmes. That's my salsa name. <laughs> back in the day I salsa danced <laughs> is there a video because I'll have to find that one too <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah. oh god that's great that's great thank you so much Amanda Holmes Amanda J. Holmes for being here I appreciate the everything about you top to bottom inside and out um, and looking forward to doing more with you thank you Eric <laughs> That's it for now, folks. If you'd like to stay in touch with the show, you can contact me directly at eric at onairbrands.com. That's eric, E-R-I-K, at onairbrands.com. And if you aren't already subscribed to the show, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. And please recommend us to one or two people in your circle. That will go a long, long way to growing our community. Also, if you could rate us on iTunes, just take a moment uh, to give us five stars. And if they have more stars, give all of them. We'd greatly appreciate you for that. And always, always like, subscribe, and share, share, share this show on social media. We'd love you for that as well. And if you have any ideas or want to hear something on a future show, please hit us up. Maybe you have a question for one of my guests or you want to uh, tell a story, a success story. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can do that, especially if you're on the Anchor platform. You can leave us a voice message. We'd love to incorporate you and your voice on a future episode. Once again, folks, thanks again for listening to the Entrepreneur Circle. Please like, subscribe, and share share, share, share. I am Eric Cabral. And as always, remember, your network is your net worth. So get in the circle. <laughs> <laughs>